0: We are two badass, spiritual gangster, real estate entrepreneurs, manifesting our best authentic lives and spreading the good word.
1: You're listening to Manifesting with Morgan and Madeline. Hello. Howdy. (laughs) How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am dandy. Dandy feeling a little cloudy today because it's been a long week but I am happy to be doing this.
0: Yeah me too for sure. Uh, I'm pumped about today.
1: Yeah so today we are going to talk about intuition Yes, and this is
0: another Mm.
1: factor that is very important with
0: manifesting. I mean this I think is where manifesting started for me was intuition, even though I didn't necessarily know what it was. So oh. this one lights me up like big time. For sure.
1: And it's it's really magical when you really figure out how to put it to work and hear it and understand it. But I guess we will start today with a definition of intuition.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: The first definition I found when I looked it up <laughs> online was intuition is a thing that one knows or considers likely from indistinctive feeling rather than conscious reasoning.
0: Yes. And I want to share the definition that I looked up because they're very similar, but I like the word. The ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning. So same. I like immediately. I love it. Yeah. My
1: personal definition of intuition is, to me, it's a little, this starts to fall into the woo-woo realm of self-development and manifesting, but you've got to have an open mind when you're trying to learn new information and and start new practices. So bear with me if the woo-woo stuff is a turnoff. But to me, uh, intuition is a form of spiritual guidance, and it is the voice of the divine force, our divine life force, speaking through us and um, I know in some cultures they talk about the third eye and that's kind of your connection from your your own mind to your higher self or God or the universe so uh, to me the the intuition is just the voice of divinity and it's speaking to you
0: if you learn how to listen yeah will say good things that are very important yeah and some some cultures even ours uh, there's a movement especially uh, with the, I mean there's a conscious movement right now, period, which I'm, I mean, I'm so excited about. It's one of the reasons that I feel like maybe this will actually fall on ears that want to hear it. (laughs) Um, But one thing is um, like your ancestral knowings uh, can also kind of be categorized as your intuition too, like um, all the people that have gone before you um, and sort of that DNA if you want to get a little more scientific, that kind of runs through your blood. And these instincts. Instincts is intuition. Yeah. So
1: That's, to some degree I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's the it's the guidance that isn't conscious. It's it's beyond your conscious thinking. Yes. And it's something that is, is loaded with wisdom. I, I know I was I put in my notes for later to discuss, but I think it's kind of important now. Like to me, intuition is a voice from the place where the hit songs come from, uh, when a, when a, somebody's writing a song or your next multi million dollar idea mm-hmm. comes from, it's it's that place. All this stuff exists out in the universe, and the into your intuition is is the the connection between that yeah. realm. Yes, and it's how you can access those that creative wisdom or the next move or that, that turn that you took because you heard a little voice say, turn left instead of right, even though you always go right. You just, you just went. Oh, pardon Steve. Steve.
0: You get what I'm saying. No, I do. I totally do. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what intuition is. I mean, it's a knowing. It's a knowing. And, um, I mean, I, I would also say that, like you said, to a certain degree, you, you, you agree with the fact that instinct is also part of intuition. Um, it is definitely the idea that <clears throat> we don't we don't sit around. This is not logical thinking. Or this intuition is not a conclusion. To a, to a thinking, to a problem solving. You don't sit around and say, hey, what's this problem? Let me try to fix this. And then the conclusion that you come to is like, okay, well, that's my intuition telling me that. It's the opposite. It's the knowing somewhere deep down that you can't really put your words into, that you can't really understand, that kind of pulls you, like you said, in a certain direction on a day that you say, I always turn right, but something today is telling me to turn left. And that that feeling, that thing that connects us to the higher power, yes, that is the intuition, right? Yes, yes. exactly. Okay, and... To me, if it kind of shows up
1: as this, this gentle anything from a gut feeling to like a just a very solid but subtle knowing. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, like intuition shows up in subtle ways, mm-hmm. and sometimes it shows up like very conspicuous. Like it's like you hear a voice, you hear a message, and you're like, "That's it." And yeah. then sometimes it's more subtle, and sometimes I've noticed that intuition when I'm in a a really highly intuitive mode, because it's something that you kind of, I feel like I have to work on um, strengthening my hearing, my intuition, I guess. Mm -hmm. But when I'm in one of those like heightened, like really connected, like really catching the messages as they come and acting on them, I'll notice that also my outside world will kind of give me little hints as well in the form of um, sometimes it's, seeing repeated patterns of numbers or 1111 mm-hmm. 11 on the clock or mm-hmm. sometimes there'll be weird little interactions with animals like birds will all of a sudden just like
0: appear yeah. yeah
1: be like knocking on my window yeah. and I'll go into another city on vacation and the birds will show up again and it's just like like little cosmic coincidences start to happen mm-hmm. and and a lot of times when I'm in this this open mind this receptive mindset to my intuition it's also, like, these little synchronicities or these cosmic coincidences will happen um, in tandem with... Do you do you have that experience All as well? All
0: the time. Yeah. All the time. And so much so that I, I, like, I constantly will look up certain animals when they come to me. Like, what is the sort of spiritual meaning behind this animal? Because, again, sort of culturally, <clears throat> you know, we... This we're not. This is not the first go around of like humans on the earth. You know, we've been here for a long time. Yeah, and the cultures that came before us, regardless of where, what your ethnicity is or, or what your cultural background is, uh, you know, sort of a, at a primal state, like tri- tribal state of people, used a lot of that as a way to know. What was safe? What wasn't safe? Where to go? Where not to go? Yeah. And so when you strip it down from what we're saying on this like crazy fast paced concrete jungle world, we're really just reconnecting to that same wisdom that they used long ago to survive. Yeah. And um, so yeah, like birds have meanings. I know you mentioned um, any kind of animal you can look up has can have a spiritual meaning, and they can come to you physically or they can come to you in dreams. Yeah. Um, but it, it happens all the time. So much so that friends of mine, and I don't know if this has happened with you, but, like, there are certain friends of mine they are like, remember that time? Let me tell you all a story. Can I tell you a story? Go for it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. You're going to love this. So I was in Costa Rica on my birthday uh, about, I don't know, 10 years ago or so, and I was in the flow. I was in the place. I was open-minded. I was there. I just felt very present. I felt very connected to the to the earth, to the people I was with, to the family I was living with. Everything was just like in this in this like good, fuzzy, warm place. And I knew it was my birthday and I didn't have any expectation, I didn't have any plans, so I was like, "Well, let's just go take a walk in the park." So we go take a walk in the park and I get pooped on by a bird. <laughs> like right on my head. <laughs> just splat. And it's like, oh, my gosh. And I can only remember this happening one other time in my life when I was on a trampoline when I was a little kid. But, uh, yeah, I got pooped on. And the whole park of people gather around me. And they're like, buenos suerte, buenos suerte, Like, this is good luck. Yeah. This is good, good luck for you. And I'm like, really? And they're like, yes, good luck. Don't wash it out. Like, this, is good. I'm, like, I'm washing it out. But, like, you know, so I'm like, okay, this is funny. Ha, ha. Well, I had the best birthday ever. It's amazing, right? So, Fast forward about five years. I'm laying on the beach in Wilmington, North Carolina, and I'm talking to a girlfriend of mine, and I've never told this story up until that point. I mean, Mm. now I tell it all the time. But we're laying on the beach in Wilmington. I'm telling her the story, and I swear to God, I get pooped on again by a bird as I'm telling her the story. (laughs) So love it. So like, you know, I mean, obviously I'm not saying get pooped on by birds, but, (laughs) but that's kind of what we're getting to here. These little coincidences. These are like, what are the odds? Yes. The only like two times in my adult life I've ever been pooped on by a bird was on my birthday. And then when I was telling the story about my birthday and the, the reason that that was so important was because I told her I miss that feeling. I miss, I don't feel present. We were having a deep conversation. I told her, I don't feel present right now. And that's
1: exactly what I'm trying. Yes, I love you just illustrated the point I was trying to make so well. Right.
0: So when I got pooped on, it was like, Ding, ding, ding. Hey,
1: well, that's uh, like the universe saying, hey, I'm still here. Like, you can still get back to this place. Like, I'm watching. I'm listening. This is no coincidence whatsoever. Yeah,
0: and, like, I liked you in that place, too. Like, I, I remember I miss you, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was like, I miss that. I miss feeling so present. I miss feeling like I'm, you know, living my life's purpose. Because for me, and I'm sure this is probably the case for you, too. Like, we talk about growth not being linear. Yeah. And, you know, there's always going to be for me a moment that i realize i need to redirect. Yes. It's constant. It doesn't change. It doesn't you don't like arrive at some place and then you just stay there, you know? It's constantly like, okay, that did work, now i need to redirect. So it was really cool to feel that feeling and that's that intuition. Yeah. Yeah, to follow it.
1: Yeah, i mean learning how to hear your intuition is is one aspect of of applying this to manifesting is just learning how to hear it and discern what is your intuitive voice versus your own brain sending mm-hmm. you messages. Mm-hmm. And so this is just kind of a little hack, like pay attention to the things that are happening outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of times these, these weird happenings tend to be aligned with times when either you need to be reconnecting with your intuition mm-hmm. or, when you are in, like, a really heightened, sensitive, intuitive headspace. Right. Um, but, yeah, so part of it is, is hear, learning how to hear it, and then part of it is learning how to apply the information.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is this whole process of, like, you know, the unlearning and the stripping down and all the building blocks <sighs> to get to this place where you can clearly understand the difference between our thoughts and our intuition. Yeah. Because thoughts are not intuition. Yeah. It's not the same thing. And we get stuck in our head. And we can convince ourselves that our thoughts are our intuition. Oh, yeah. But then usually it goes left. And and when it does, do you ever feel like, I knew better? Oh, yeah. I'm like You man, feel knew it. It. You know. I'm like, man, I knew and I didn't listen and I did it anyway or I didn't do it anyway. And it's like, okay, well, let's practice on Let's practice getting on that page where it's like we don't need to question why. Yeah, a, a big thing is why the thinker. The thinker has to
1: shut down. The intuition is the more about feeling and, and feeling, and whether it's physical responses to things or just how you're emotionally responding to something. It's not intuition has nothing to do with your thinking, rational mind. That no. that is. I think it's in the way (laughs) I was about to
0: say, I feel like if anything, the thinking rational mind is the enemy of intuition (laughs) because we could probably, we could probably rationalize anything if we needed to. Of course. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So I just, I, I made a list of common obstacles to accessing your intuition Yeah. and because now we know, okay, we know what intuition is. And I'm going to also discuss how to connect with it, but I also want to kind of highlight some of the things that get in the way because I think part of connecting with it is just as much learning how to hear it as it is decluttering the things that are in between you and that higher self, that higher wisdom.
0: All the distractions. So first, one
1: thing that I feel like can get in the way in terms of your, your thinking mind is... Um, just limiting beliefs that you hold on to from societal and familial programming. So like thoughts that cross your mind, like uh, I'm too fat to be a model or women are supposed to be modest and submissive. They're not supposed to lead companies, stuff okay. like that. Like those messages and thoughts from your subconscious programming, those, those messages that have been imprinted on you from society and your family and your experiences in your childhood, um, those will overshadow your intuition. Yeah, they will. And they do. And and something to pair with that is also kind of like trauma responses mm-hmm. to, to wounds. So certain behavioral patterns and bad habits that we have, that we formed uh, as a response to some kind of trauma, big or small, in your upbringing that's formed your subconscious mind and your responses to things, like sometimes those behaviors are going to get in the way of you hearing your intuition which is going to generally give you something new and different to do that isn't those old default trauma response behaviors.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean it it's it's the difference in what you've learned and and what you sort of know. Yes. Yeah, I mean really and truly
1: intuition yeah that's the difference it's It's, it's the definition yeah it's it's the difference between what you've been taught what you picked up the outside world Mm -hmm. and the thing the deep knowing
0: yeah because depending on your beliefs and all this and we're not going to get into all this but a lot of times it's helpful for me to remember what is what is for my highest good Sometimes that's a question I ask myself when I'm struggling with clarity with my intuition, which I feel very, very in touch with my intuition. And this is why I'm so pumped about this episode. Yes. Because I think like as the way that self-discipline lights you up and that's something you feel really strongly and you lean into and, and you feel very like you're you're on top of your game there. I feel on top of my game with intuition. And so I get pumped about this because this is the thing that I've always known Before it made any sense. Yes. And it's, it's usually a thing I'll tell you that I've had a lot of resistance to from the outside world. And, uh, and I'll, I'll have people say, well, that doesn't make sense or that's not going to happen or this doesn't do that. But like in my core, in my gut, like there's just something telling me like, yes, it is. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's like picking up all that extra stuff. It's like drop all that baggage off that that's what is for my highest and best good here. You know, and sometimes I'll ask myself that question, and then I just be—I'm like, okay, now just be quiet, Mm -hmm. and and just hush, yeah, and see what happens. And and you probably
1: because you are just naturally intuitive. It's something that you've already recognized and been sharpening your whole life, my whole life. Whereas some people intuition isn't, isn't something that comes naturally and there's nothing wrong. It's just a different way of a different way your brain is structured and right. the, the way you perceive the world. Right. But all of us, whether it comes natural or not will benefit from, yes. from learning how to understand this and learning from people like Madeline who have already put decades into refining, understanding that voice.
0: Yeah. I mean, um, it's the same for you with discipline. Like I learned from you because you've, you've taken time to do that work and i'm a child when it comes to that yeah. you know and you're a grown up and for me intuition i'm more of a grown up you know and, but but everyone we all have intuition so these these um steps that you're going to go over are amazing like i'm so excited for you to break it down to people because it really is this simple like to kind of follow these steps yeah and and i think people who don't naturally incline To understand what their intuition is saying, these steps are helpful because ninety-nine percent of the time we want advice. Exactly, we want people to tell us.
1: This is one that's so easy. Like there are actually like very palatable action steps. There really are. It's it's one of the most like simple, direct. Things that you can, if you don't know where to start in manifesting or getting out of a rut that you're in or a rock bottom or mm-hmm. any anything like this is somewhere that's so easy and gentle. It's not you know going to therapy and and spilling all of your guts to somebody or anything like that. Yeah, not at all. But it's just as healing and powerful. It's
0: very healing and very powerful, and it builds the trust that is necessary to do all the other things too, like to help with the discipline and the other. Uh, building blocks that will help you with manifesting for sure. Um, I mean, I agree.
1: Yeah. So I guess next we will discuss how to connect with your intuition. Yeah, let's do it. So we just listed off some of the obstacles. Oh, another obstacle um, to connecting with your intuition that I thought about just a few hours ago really Mm -hmm. was uh, substances and mind-altering. Big time. Sometimes, yes, there are, are substances that if properly, in theory, may or may not connect you with a higher self. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the substances that we use to escape. Right. You're not going to – you're going to have a really hard time getting an intuitive download if you're uh, drunk or high or any kind of super mind-altered state that isn't intentional. And I feel like a lot of times when we're in those mind-altered states with alcohol and other other things that get you in some some certain specific headspace, mm-hmm. it's just that that light is kind of dimmed. That that portal is dimmed.
0: It's so true, and uh, it's funny that you. It's not funny that you said that. Of course, you just said that because that was on my mind this morning too. I was thinking about alcohol in general, and you know I've been very public about my relationship with it, and I was wondering. I'm like, okay, obviously I know these things, but what came to me this morning when I was getting ready was it just lowers my vibe. Yeah. Period. Yes. It just does. And that's it. And listen, I'm not up here to say, like, drink, don't drink. I'm not telling anybody what to do. I'm not saying get drunk, don't get drunk. I'm, none of that's my business. But the, the facts are the facts, and it it does. And so you're you're definitely not going to be able to be in touch with this part of yourself if you're altered by a substance. I'm not saying don't do it. Just be aware. You're not going to be able to. To find that space, if you're not even connected to your brain, <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So one of the first steps
1: to connecting <laughs> with your intuition is to sober up, right? Yeah. Just, just make sure you try the stuff sober. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's just as simple as taking a little, a few minutes a day to really be present. Whether that's stepping out in nature and just being quiet and listening to all the sounds of nature or admiring a tree, spending five minutes staring at a tree instead of 30 seconds glancing at it, you know. Right. Uh, I know that's something that you, that you do a lot of investing in yourself is getting out to nature. Yeah,
0: I do. I have to because I feel like that's where
1: a lot of the wisdom is. And and do you feel like maybe the clutter is, is
0: removed? It de- It depends on where in nature I am. Maybe you can... <laughs> Yeah, maybe you can uh, understand this, but, yeah, I mean, definitely the the clutter of, like, the day-to-day and the, rigor, like, the nine-to-five and the chaotic energy is always removed in nature no matter where it is. Yes. But, like, if I'm in the mountain or if I'm with trees or if I'm in a very green space, usually I'll feel um, supported. Yeah. And kind of hugged and I'll feel a sense of, like, I like to just lay there. And just sort of like feel like the earth is kind of engulfing me. You know, like I'm safe, I'm home. I feel like it's like my, the the mountains kind of feel like my parents. (laughs) Or like my grandparents. You know, like there's this feeling of sort of belonging and childlikeness. But like if I'm at the beach or in the ocean or sort of in an expansive space where I feel like those kind of feel, it kind of feels more like my friend like hyping me up like, okay, anything's possible here. Like endless possibility. Like, the world is yours. Like, do whatever you want. Look at this blank canvas. Like, look how huge this is. Yes. And how small you are. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it does remove a lot of clutter. But if you really, if you listen and, and if you have a hard time being still with yourself, which we all do, we all do, um, being in nature is such a good place to start because at least your mind can be stimulated yeah. on something but it's not the phone or the TV or a call or work or so. It, your mind can be stimulated by something natural, which is a really nice transition into learning to be to quiet your mind. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what yoga is, too. And, yeah. And that's another thing that you yeah. were attracted
1: to a while ago. Yeah. Before it was as mainstream as it is now. Yeah,
0: for sure. We were in like a tiny little studio. And people were like, what's, what's high yoga? I'm <laughs> <young>. you're crazy. <laughs> like, but usually, listen, hey, that's a ping. A lot of times when you get kind of a pushback in a popular way from a lot of people of something that you're doing, usually that means that, that you're on the right path. A hundred percent. Most <laughs> deaf. <laughs> yeah, yeah yoga is the same. It's a moving meditation. It's something because our brains are so um, amped up. You know, our think our thought processes are so that's why we're like on a ton of medications in society, like anxieties and, you know, because our brains are just like constant. They just don't know how to stop. So yoga is a physical practice that allows your mind something to do. But the goal of yoga is not this like hyped up cultural um, sort of what we think about as yoga, like, Oh, look at me. I can do a handstand, man. (laughs) Like that's the opposite purpose. The ego is is supposed to be relieved through yoga because it gives your body something to do. Um, I remember in my teacher training, they told a story that, you know, they created yoga for the common people because the monks would sit and they would be able to be still. And they said, how, how can we help our village? How can we enlighten our people? We, we see that they suffer. They suffer. So we want to help them. So they created this practice of yoga to give the people something to do to help them transition into enlightenment.
1: Love it. Yeah,
0: which is what nature is. Yoga is. find your. Tra- I challenge everybody, find your transition. Don't try to jump straight to it. Find a transition. Find something that your brain can do, your body can do to help you get into a mindset where you can just be still.
1: Well, see, for me, I'm like a very, very energetic person. Mm-hmm. I'm, What? <laughs> And so sitting still, it's not that I'm, I, I love stillness. I love being alone. I'm just hyperactive by nature yeah. and I love it. I use it to my advantage. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, for me, like, like yoga, I, I still sometimes get distracted. Uh-huh. It's too slow and quiet uh-huh. where I get the best connection with my intuition and, um, Like, I'm a junkie. Like, I'm addicted to two things. One is connecting to my intuition via getting into the flow state. So, Uh activities for me that are mindless or kind of mindless where, like, my, like, conscious mind goes on the back burner and I'm, Uh like, totally letting go. And whether it's for me that shows up in cooking and art making and songwriting and even designing marketing materials for my real estate firm, like, Mm -hmm. Those kind of things I've found the more that I do those kind of activities where they're like setting my soul on fire, but my mind is also turned off. Yeah, yeah. that's where I get it. But now that I've learned to lean into that feeling of getting into the flow state, Mm -hmm. I chase it down as much as possible. And I mean, literally, that's one of my number one manifestations that I'm seeking out right now is more time To be able to get into that flow state, right? Like that's it. That's that's that is
0: it. Yeah, hell, yeah. Because
1: whenever I get myself there, that's when the answers come. That's when the the re energizing happens. Yeah, you recharge, and and I just I
0: get high off of it now. That's that's the goal. I mean, I mean, like that's what I define as success is that feeling. I'm, I'm successful because I'm able to know who I am, what I want, what I need and do and do the things. Yeah. And and that that is the challenge is find your transition, find your creative outlet. For some people, it might be doing math problems. For some people, it might be painting. For some people, it might be being in nature and, and your walks too. your walks are, are a huge time for you. Yes. A lot of good, creative things come to you and. And so that's the uh, that's right? the second thing.
1: Like, oh, it's yeah. either it's either for me the like in connection to intuition while also being a hyperactive person. Like I'm I don't really care about going into the woods. I appreciate them, but yeah. that's like a once a year, twice a year thing for yep. me. Yep. Um, but every day I go to the on a walk and I admire nature and I check out and I put my phone down and yeah. I observe the changing seasons and you know, all the little creatures yeah. that come out and all that. So <laughs> Like, that's my connecting with nature. It's more of an urban nature that I'm connecting with. and that's perfect. But I have, because I have to be, I'm moving. My body is physically moving, so Uh I have some stimulation. Yes. um, But then it helps my mind be able to check out, because at least I'm doing something. Yes.
0: That's what the, so that's what the, like, the vinyasa flow of the yoga is. It's a very fast pace. It's like up, down, left, right. It's very fast. It's not like the slow sitting, yeah. So um, whatever that may be, but that's what you're describing is exactly the goal of the of finding what works to allow yourself to get to that place to get those intuitive downloads. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anybody out there, you know, whatever works for you. There's no one right way. These are just some ideas. Um, But Morgan, you hit it like finding something, if especially if you are more so um hyper or if you're active, you gotta find a way to engage that part of yourself mindlessly. Yes.
1: Yeah. It's just quieting your mind. Yeah. Quieting your mind. And there's a mind. million different ways to do it and mm-hmm. it just takes trying something and, and maybe committing to it yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I'm, Self-discipline from last episode. Yeah,
0: com- <laughs> committing to it for sure, because it's not just going to happen. Like, it's a practice. For sure. And it's if a- you fall off, then your results fall off, too. Yeah, you just hop, hop right back on, Yeah, you know? And we're going to fall off. Of course. I mean, I done fell off and rolled down the damn hill. Yeah, but once you <laughs> once you get
1: into that state where you feel, like, really, really, like, connected with your intuition, yeah. you're not, like... You don't want to fall off. Yeah, but you like crave it. You're like yeah. seek it and getting yeah.
0: back there that much harder. Yeah, way. exactly. You don't you don't want to fall off and that's the thing we do to ourselves too like we view this process as as a um, a challenge or, like, painful or or something, and we don't see it as how it's helping us. And so it's like a, a task, like a, it's like a chore or something. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's like that's one of the biggest challenges is to help your brain switch over to a place where it's like, no, like, I want to do more of this thing because it's good for me and it really feels good, not because um, I have this, like, s- s- you know, goal to me and I'm I'm just... Counting against myself, how many times I've failed to meet the goal. <laughs> like, don't do that. You know, yeah. Like, let it be something that's enjoyable. It's a practice. Think of it that way. Don't think of it as a destination that you're trying to reach. Just think of it as something that you want to practice every day.
1: Hundred percent.
0: Heck yeah. Yeah.
1: So I'm just gonna point out a couple more little things to do to hear your intuition yeah. that work for me. Um, and one of one of those things is, I whenever I hear a a voice a clear voice in my head saying something, some kind of clear message, whether it's go to rugged warehouse or I guess that's not, (laughs) this happened to me legit. Like I had a message that company isn't here. It's called Gabe's now it was go to rugged warehouse. And I have been like scouring the internet for weeks, looking for a good bikini for the summer. And that message came through and I listened to it and I went and I got like Five or six matching separates. Oh, that is your jam. And that were designer and they were, yeah. So I could like color coordinate. Like there's like three bottoms and four tops or some uh, that I'm not doing the math right. But anyway, yay! and I mean, that's just such a simple example, but those are the things. But if, if I'm in a moment where like, I'll have this idea, like some weird invention will come to my mind or Mm -hmm. whatever. I'll write it down. Obviously I'm, it's. I'm not always going to be in a state where I can go hop in the car and drive to the place that I'm Mm -hmm. being called to do. I'll write it down so I don't forget. Right. And it's been amazing being able to revisit because I've been doing this now for a long time. I mean, probably at least a year Mm -hmm. and getting to go back and revisit some of these little pings, these little messages Uh and seeing, oh my gosh, this actually turned into something Uh or like, it's just a nice little reminder. Like, Hey, this message came to you six months ago and then all of a sudden it makes sense why why that hit me when it did Uh yep um so that's one cool easy super easy way to like stay in check with your intuition and then one other thing that I think is really important is when you're just starting to get into learning how to hear your intuition and discern the difference between your thoughts and your mind and and the higher wisdom these these deeper knowings that come in the form of intuition is to think about the times in your life when you had a gut feeling and you honored it and think about the times when like you said earlier like you're like I freaking knew it but I did it anyway yep think about it and then you can start to kind of pinpoint like the differences between like those times when you heard it and you followed it think about what did it sound like how did it feel when you received that guidance and maybe like why why in those instances when you didn't follow
0: it like why didn't you listen yeah why didn't you listen and and stop like asking for advice you know what i'm saying the outside the stop, outside is going to confuse you you have you, to know it yep. within you got to make a commitment If you are ready to get in touch with yourself and your intuition, you have to make a commitment that it's not outside of you. And my favorite thing ever is all the answers are within me. Yes. That is my favorite. You already, when, when friends call me for advice, this is part of how I learned more about my intuition was I would always have a friend calling me asking for advice. And I don't care if it's something as simple as, um, What shirt to wear. And, you know, listen, y'all, that can be fun. You know, I'm not trying to take away fun that you do with your girlfriends or your friends. What I'm saying is when you genuinely don't know something in your mind. Yes. You think you don't know something and you're reaching out to have someone else make a decision for you. Stop that. Yeah. Stop practicing that. Start to practice. Hey, what shirt do I like? What shirt feels good when I look at it in the mirror? What shirt makes me feel good? And it can be something that small. Or, you know, when friends would call me and they would ask me for all this advice, and for a long time I would give it. And here's the thing. Um, this is not therapy. You know, that's different. Therapy is important. But just that feeling of, like, constantly giving advice, giving. And then one day it hit me, and I was like, wait a minute. I started to realize like the same things would come up over and over in these conversations with these people. And I was like, why are they not getting
1: it? It's because you're not allowing them to learn how to hear their own inner voice.
0: That's exactly right. Yep. And the minute that that hit me and I realized not only my ego, it, my ego realized I don't have any answers for these people.
1: Love it.
0: None. And then I started to just tell all my humans and my people, you already know. What do you, what do you think you should do? And then I started to ask myself that, and it it became a verbal connection to a feeling that I knew that I had. And it's like, so if you feel the desire to reach outside of yourself for anything, stop there, take a breath, take a pause, and try to check that back into yourself and try to say, hey, wait a minute, What, what do I really, really think or feel or know about this thing? And like if you can just catch yourself in that moment before you reach out that's the that's the spot right yes, there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And
1: it creates magnetism, yes. it creates self-worth, self-trust, Trust, when you self-love. When you are that when you become self-sufficient and uh-huh. you don't need anything outside of yourself, that's the ultimate power.
0: Right. And that's the thing I didn't understand about like love yourself and all these things like when I started to really try to recreate that narrative for myself was wait wait a minute love myself doesn't have to mean all these things that I thought it meant it just means exactly that thing when I feel like I don't know I don't have the answer maybe maybe I should listen to a song maybe I should write in my journal maybe I should go outside maybe I should take a walk maybe I should do yoga something but like I do know I do know and I think we don't want to take responsibility so you got to be ready to, to be like, you know what? I'm ready to take responsibility for myself. And when you do it, you're it's freaking scary world as shit, gonna, but it's amazing. Yep. Oh, my God, y'all. The freaking lid is going to blow off like a volcano on your life. <laughs> for real. It's going to be like, and you're going to be like, Wow. This whole time, this power was in me, and I wasn't tapping into it, man. You're going to feel like Superman out there, like knocking shit over and flying around and flapping around. It's freaking great. And
1: that's why we're doing this show. It's freaking amazing. But we're doing this so that we can hopefully inspire somebody <laughs> to maybe learn how to listen to their intuition so they can yourself. get onto this manifesting boat that we are yeah. on and ride right into the sunset. Yeah, for real. <laughs>
0: like hop on something and ride into the sunset. <laughs> shit. Well, are you ready for the up-level story? I'm ready.
1: Each week on Manifesting with Morgan and Madeline, we will share a story from a listener who used the global pandemic in 2020 as an opportunity to up-level personally or professionally. So today I'm going to share our first live interview with a friend of mine. So I will just go ahead and get this going. So, what is your name, age, city, and profession?
2: My name is Drew McNish. I'm 33. Um, I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, and profession is part-time CPA, working on real estate endeavors.
1: Awesome. So, I am interviewing you to figure out... um, or learn a little bit about your COVID 2020 up-level story. And so I just first want to ask you, how did you up-level as a result of the hardships created by the pandemic and lockdown?
2: For sure. Um, I would say the lockdown um, brought about just more time to kind of, Think on certain things. And I mean, I think even before 2020 started, like honestly, the fall of say 2019, like my head, I started just realizing that I don't think I was on the right path or doing what I wanted to be doing, or is my relationship the right thing? And um, kind of ignored that type of stuff. And then really, when 2020 hit and COVID, that's when I actually had some time to like sit down and evaluate things and really started thinking and exploring options and, um, I mean, cause there would be big changes to basically like changing my whole career, which, I mean, I had gone to grad school for and been working basically ten years. Um, but kind of just had some time to realize like, Hey, look at your path going forward. Like you've been on it for say, eight, 10 years. What would the next 10 or 20 years look like and realizing that this isn't what I want to do or where I want to go. Um, And I think, yeah, just with the lockdown and being at home, it kind of brought that, brought some clarity and helped me see that. And then I started talking to some people and exploring things and saying, basically, there's no time like the present to make changes. And so that's what I started to do.
1: Awesome. So what were the circumstances leading up to – I guess, March, I think, 19th, 2020 is when North Carolina officially went into lockdown. So what did your like life look like uh, leading up to, to that point where you, before you kind of made the decision to pivot and, and try a new career path?
2: For sure. Yeah, I mean, and it was intense because, like I said, in the CPA role, that's busy season, really, the heat of it. And so kind of January, February, you're, ramping up with some planning stuff and gathering work papers and then march um things are really running full speed that's the partnership and escort um tax deadline and so i was just working crazy like it would be normally pretty much hating it being like this is not what i want to do and then obviously covid hit and everyone kind of freaked out and um so actually the tax deadlines got pushed back because Just really nobody knew what was going on or what was happening. And then um, the PPP program came along right then, too. So the tax deadline was kind of pushed back. But now we're also crazy busy with the PPP stuff, and nobody really knew anything about that. It was kind of chaos. And um, so that was March rolling into April. Again, the deadlines are pushed back, but it was like even more busy than ever before like craziest busy season and that rolled on all the way through probably may or something like that and i mean like i had said before i was already before 2020 like on the edge of like do i want to do this and i think that really really was kind of the catalyst to make changes like that crazy busy season just extra emphasis on like just the accounting career i mean i've realized that i um really value relationships and connecting with people and to a certain extent that's what i would do in my accounting role but the majority of it was analytical kind of just banging out tax returns and um digesting tax laws and all these changes and it's just I don't know. I feel like it's more of a a commodity than like a value add for a lot of people. And I just want to be kind of on the, I mean, really just out of that world. It wasn't enjoyable. And I think if it wasn't for COVID, I mean, I probably would have drug on, I guess. I mean, it would have been a regular busy season over in April and then somewhat easy summer. And maybe I would forget about it and just stay in the routine that i had been on before Um, so that's for one reason for i'm thankful for that that if it wasn't for just the craziness of the whole covid situation i don't think i would have made the changes that i did
1: yeah, so it was a little yeah. bit of divine timing two ways because you had the pressure of the chaos with work paired with having to go into lockdown and be that much more isolated and kind of in time out in a way too. So, um, uh, yeah, it sounds like the universe was conspiring in your favor and, and when all that kind of came to a head. So, um, so what did you do and how did you stay focused and motivated uh, while kind of working through the transitions that you were making with changing careers and, um, relationship and all that. How did you, how did you keep your mind right through the changes?
2: For sure. Um, and so, yeah, like it was just kind of chaos and the most intense busy season of all time, like I said. And, um, I knew, I was like, I'm going to wait until after the deadlines and then I'm out of here. And so I kind of talked to management at my firm about maybe some off from, well, doing things a little bit different, maybe get off tax compliance, um, onto more financial accounting or whatnot. But in the end, it was like, no, this isn't going to work. And, and actually, I had been talking to like a business kind of career life coach too at the time, just like hey, like, we got to be grateful for certain things. It's kind of just trying to keep my head right because, I mean, I was really not in a great place. And it's like my relationship wasn't doing well. And um, so I just said, screw it, I'm going to quit. And, like, I had been kind of working on some things in the background. Like, I'd been talking with a few um companies about um, industry-type accounting jobs, controller-type stuff, and then also... Boring this real estate program at UNCC but those are kind of back of the they weren't necessarily at the forefront I just knew I had to get out so I just quit basically with not really a plan set but even in just doing that it was just such a relief knowing that hey now you kind of have a clean slate to build your next career your next whatever just how you want it to be and so hey take I wanted to take my time, be very intentional. And like, I literally created an LLC, the company that I do my consulting work for, and it's called Intentional for that reason. Like, make sure that I don't just jump into a new job that's going to basically put me back where I was before. It's like, I want to think through it and really be intentional to make sure I make the right move and connect with the right people and um, end up where I want to be. So that's kind of taken longer to make the changes but I think that's part of the process and again not just making rash decisions that get me right back where I was before so I think what kept me focused is just knowing that I was going to be able to design what I wanted in a career and hopefully in a life and so that I don't know to me that was just crazy motivating in itself like I think honestly after I left so that that was coming into the fall of 2020 like I think probably through the fall and into the spring of 2021 like I worked more hours not like work hours necessarily but like networking connecting with people doing that program at UNCC working on my own clients and kind of just trying to build my own foundation like I think on a weekly basis, that was probably just as many, if not more hours than I had been doing in my prior accounting role, but knowing that I'm trying to build a foundation to build a new career and design my life. And so that definitely kept me motivated.
1: So you enjoyed what you were doing, networking and and putting yourself out there. It didn't feel quite as daunting as the old accounting work.
2: Yeah, because it's not like, how would you describe it? Like when you're working on yourself, I don't know, you immediately can see the value, I guess. Whereas before, like say you had a tax return or whatever accounting project it is, it's going to be there all day today, tomorrow, the next day. It's like come in, turn on the light, sit down and just freaking work, flash, spin your wheels. And it's like, I don't know, it's not really creating value and it's definitely not creating value for myself. And so knowing that I was, I needed to be my main focus or my main project to kind of level up myself. That's, I was like, I'll do whatever it takes.
1: I love it. So aside from it taking a little more time than you expected, were there any other, or have there been any other challenges that have come up? Um, I know you're still kind of on your way to pivoting careers, but, uh, the major up level was kind of just you reclaiming your power and, and kind of re- redirecting your career path. Uh, but so far, I know you haven't quite gotten to the destination. Are there is there anything else that's come up that you've had to work through maybe that you didn't expect?
2: um i would say still more accounting work than i necessarily wanted but i mean i gotta make some money to pay the bills so that's um been good. i mean i'm thankful for the people that i work with and worked for um they've really helped me out but i wouldn't say i mean i think part of it too is just now that i kind of made the leap to um get away from my corporate role before and stuff like that and now i completely i'm in control of my schedule and if i don't do anything today nothing terrible is going to happen to me so now it's like hey you got to stay on the gas and keep talking to people and keep grinding like this with this real estate um brokerage test i mean i should have done that back in like january or who knows when sometime a while ago and um that kind of got dragged out to be a longer process than i would have wanted but I mean, it's basically done now, so I can't complain too much. But I think just keeping myself accountable every day and um, staying focused sometimes has been harder than I thought. And so learning to kind of understand what motivates me and ways to stay focused. I mean, I think I've been learning a lot more about myself than ever before in the past few months, and definitely thankful for that.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, well, keep up the good work. And um, so my last question I have for you is what were some major lessons you learned that you think may benefit others? Do you have any words of wisdom from your, your journey so far that you haven't shared?
2: For sure. Most, most important of all, I think, is reach out to people, talk to people ask people questions because generally I feel like people want to help others. And if you see somebody doing something cool or um, doing something that you want to do or whatever it is, like ask them about it or connect with them or do whatever you can. I mean, I think people have been so much more receptive than I would have ever thought, whether it's just reaching out to people on LinkedIn or Instagram or wherever, just talk to people um, you'll learn a lot and it will help you expand your network and hopefully get where you want to go. I mean, I think there's been just in the past six months, there's so many people that like random connection on LinkedIn or email or whatever it was that's led me to like new work projects or new connections or learning something new. Um, it's been pretty amazing and I'm thankful for that. And I think, Still, like I'm a lot more outgoing now than I used to be. And maybe this process has helped some of that, but just talk to people. I mean, I think that's the most valuable thing you can do.
1: I love it. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to share your story and answer my questions. Do you have anything else that you want to share today?
2: I mean I'm just excited for the future. I think there's cool things to come and I gotta keep my foot on the gas and keep it rolling. For sure.
1: And I am wishing you the best of luck.
2: Yeah. I mean and you know, and I've told you before, but a huge motivator for me and like example that hey you can you can change things and do whatever you want to do and go for it basically.
1: Yeah, for sure. And it's so exciting when, when we get to meet other people who have that same mindset and we get to collaborate together to, to help each other, build each other up as well, which I'm hoping we get to do sooner than later.
2: For sure.
0: That was awesome, yeah. It was so real. I really, really liked being able to hear the person's voice. That was the first time you figured out how to do that. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we record the people and have them on on the show, kind of in a way. I love that because it was so real.
1: Yeah, I, I'm really excited that we can integrate this into our our podcast. So, yeah, I, me and too. I'm I'm so glad that you were brave enough to say, okay, let's just do this. We'll figure it out as we go, and not be too picking about the content and everything. I think it's good that we're being authentic and real. And oh
0: man. Yeah. <laughs> if we would I feel like that's that's one of the things that holds most people back, myself included, is like if you wait for something to like be ready or perfect or per- yeah, what exactly? I mean, you can prepare, you can plan and and a lot of times that's very necessary. You can get all the steps in order, but yeah, if you wait for something to to be perfect, you don't ever do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so yeah, we're definitely we're learning together. <laughs> and like you have taught me so much already and figured out a lot of kinks, but I really like hearing him talk.
1: Oh yeah. That yeah. was really great. I'm I so Drew and I knew each other from high school and then we crossed paths again in college and then um a friend of a friend told me that he was quitting accounting and wanted to get into real estate. So I'm like, Tell him to call me, <laughs> and then I found out it was commercial real estate, which is what I specialize in. And yeah. I'm like, "Oh, to mama, please." <laughs> is that the voice? <laughs> <laughs> Like-minded person who's come interested in bettering yourself <laughs> and, and career-oriented in and my age and from my high school, like, yes, please yeah. come.
0: Oh, yeah. So I love his the realness in his voice. I love hearing some of his disappointments in his voice, some of his excitement in his voice, and like the overall. Message and what he said today, what I heard, and what I love about how that ties into our theme is he was like, I just knew something was off. Yeah, that that's the intuition he knew, and he's homeboy is real about this right now. He's like, this is taking a long time. It's a process. It's slower. I'm getting discouraged, but I'm picking myself back up because that's real. This doesn't just maybe for some people that one hit song comes and it's like bam, or it seems that way. Yeah, but like all that work's been done up under up underneath like behind closed doors, we don't always give ourselves credit for all the work that happens before that hit song or before that big deal. Yeah. So he's, he's in that grunt work phase right yes. now. Yeah. And I hear it in his voice and I'm like, man. Yeah, you can hear the ebb and the the places where he's excited yep, and, the places, and the places where he's like, bah. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, so I like, I, I just heard something. Obviously, I was interviewing him and then I've listened to this a couple times just to make sure the audio sounded good and stuff. But like, Sorry to cut you off. I just don't, I don't want to it. forget. But uh, like Drew has told me before. Sorry, Drew, uh, that he sometimes doesn't know the difference between his thinking and his intuition, and and has questioned like, how can you understand what your intuition is? But mm-hmm. if I were if I if he was sitting here now, I would tell him, okay. So in part of your your up level testimony, you said just go go after networking. Just reach out to people, talk to people, mm-hmm. and. I feel like Drew listens to listens to his intuition pretty well when it comes mm-hmm. to like who's the next person I'm going to have a lunch with who's the, and then they they'll talk about somebody and then he'll go and like lead it's like uh-huh. the Forrest Gump unfolding yeah, thing. Yeah. He he does that with networking effortlessly. So if he was in this room right now I'd say, "Hey, like what what does that voice sound like when when you're following it for career and 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 then kind of Take it from there to hear, mm-hmm. to catch it again when it speaks to you in other yeah. aspects of life. Yeah,
0: yeah. Recognizing what you're already naturally doing and then understanding how to apply that in the other areas. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that in his voice too. And he, he sounds to me, this is what I feel like hopefully when people listen to this, y'all, uh, you have that sort of moment with yourself where you're like, oh, I do that. Yeah, this is what this is my hope is that you have that moment where you're like, oh, yeah, I that's that's not as hard as I thought it was. Or that's that's more natural than I thought it was. Or, you know, like, oh, okay, yeah, like I know this thing about me and I know how that feels. And then learning to feel that feeling in the other areas where you where you think that you're having more struggle. Exactly.
1: Yeah. One hundred percent. Come to mama. (laughs) My favorite line of today. (laughs) Come to mama. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna start saying that now and not realize where I came from. I was listening to Reba McIntyre.
0: That song where, um, uh, it says, Mama handed me a heart-shaped locket to said, to thine own self be true. And I was like, that's what today is, intuition. Oh, I know, I know. To thine own self be true. Just listen to yourself. Yeah. Just listen to yourself. It is the ultimate power. It's the only but Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's the good stuff.
1: <laughs> Anything else? I, I mean, I think I've discussed everything. I, I, I'm just as passionate and excited about this subject yeah, as you. It's, you just, it's just from a different perspective. But
0: yeah, and you have this. We talk about this too. Like you have dreams and you have things. Did we talk about dreams?
1: No, but that was something I did want to mention. Is is yeah? Uh, and it's just intuition can kind of show up um, in the form of. Of gut feelings Mm -hmm. and it can come in the form of kind of like prophetic
0: Mm -hmm. dreams dreams. visions yeah feelings Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: it it looks different and there's no right or wrong like intuitive voice that Mm -hmm. you're gonna hear it's gonna show up differently and you're probably gonna there's probably intuitive things like messages trying to get to you and i every day that Mm -hmm. we just miss because it's not in the language that we are most respect receptive to that's true
0: yeah but yeah, chills. Yeah, getting chills. That's a thing.
1: One hundred percent. That's a
0: usually a really big indicator. If you kind of feel a goosebumpy tingle, even if it doesn't physically show up, that feeling that's usually a way to know you're kind of like in line too. Yeah, yeah. So you're right. There's tons and tons of languages that intuition speaks. Yes, intuition's not a one language. Kind of gal, yes. <laughs> she be telling you lots of ways, <laughs> but I can guarantee the quickest way to hear it is just to get quiet. Yeah, just to get quiet, which is really hard to do. So <laughs> we cha- we challenge everybody for that, and uh, and you can do it. You can do it.
1: <laughs> well, thanks everybody for listening. This concludes our episode on intuition. Have and a great day. You can hear us on uh, YouTube. We have a channel manifesting. With m M-M, And mm-hmm. then also follow us on Instagram, manifesting underscore with underscore m M-M. So we will talk to you, you next us. week. Okay, bye. Bye.